Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to If You Have to Explain the Joke podcast. It's good to be back. Great to be back. Great, yes. I'm fine. (laughs) So it's a mixed bag. It's a mixed bag this morning. Today, we're doing Joan Rivers, Abroad in London, 1992 special. You can find it on YouTube. Is that a play on words? I think so. Like, Abroad in London? Oh. Because I... I remember thinking that and being like, that's probably her doing. Like, she did totally. that on purpose, right? I guess. Yeah, that's pretty good. Okay. I, I wish she had spelled it that way. Yeah, I said maybe. this last night, Aaron, when we were watching it. But it's fine. To yourself? <laughs> <laughs> did you jot that down in your notes? <laughs> but anyway, it's pretty funny. Initial thoughts? How did everybody feel? I was really into it. Yeah. I was really, like, she, her banter... I don't know. It's like my grandmother, but funnier. Just a quick comment to the audience. This was 1992. So if we can get in that headspace of the early 90s. That's the year most of us were born. Yes. Sorry. Making our way out to the world. Don't apologize to me. I I feel fine being older than (laughs) y'all. I respect Joan Rivers a lot and what she stands for and how hard she hustled. If you've ever, like, researched her, you know that she has tirelessly worked at being a stand-up comedian so I think you know going into this having that baseline respect for her and her craft um I have I had some problems that we'll talk about throughout the hour today but um yeah I enjoyed it it was entertaining Alexis I thought it was entertaining I love her way of talking like she's just a quick talker she never stopped the entire time she was just like get it yapping away the entire time i love her voice i love her new york accent i think it just makes things so sparkly and her eyes are great she even had some really great like facial expressions at times that i thought were really fun um some of the content was i mean maybe like outdated but at the same time like the best part about it to me was that she was a woman and it was very much like female um, centered and we can get into that a little more, but that's great. Do you, we'll get into the content, but like, do you feel like she was not doing justice to women? Because a lot of the content is her being like, look pretty, yeah. don't worry about anything, just like marry a man for rich, like second marriages are all about money. That was Get like, that jewelry. And get <laughs> that diamond. Yeah. And do you feel like that was a dis... To me, I think it was riddled in satire, obviously. Yeah, I think so too. And then also there was like something kind of empowering to, to me at least about understanding the game she was like right. she's like I'm manipulating these fucking men you know like I'm taking yeah. everything I don't care like I, if this is how I get my leg up whatever when she was <laughs> talking about she was like even um, she was talking well I don't know if we want to get into specific jokes yet but she was go for it. Yeah, when just... she was talking about Jackie Onassis who mm-hmm. first of all first husband was 
John F. Kennedy. Second husband was whoever oh. Onassis. Right. This nasty old. She actually was like, he's farty, shitty, pukey, nasty, fatty. But I would have sex with him and just be basically shopping the whole time. Like, tomorrow I'll be at Gucci. Tomorrow I'll be shopping at the Chanel store. She like, says, uh, that was so funny. And kind of along the lines of Miss Ali Wong trapping their asses when both of those comedians are... Very Definitely successful. very successful, right. hardworking, intelligent. That's that's the other part of outspoken this. Outspoken like, and smart. Like she was talking about being dumb. Please. Right. That's the part that makes it satirical. Like yes. she is a hardworking, like independent woman who basically like is saying the opposite of how she actually behaves. So I, to my mind, it works. Aaron, what did you think? I had a very good time. I thought that it was a a fairly fast 58 minutes. Sometimes with these hours, they kind of drag as per our last episode. Um, But this was an entertaining 58 minutes. I didn't have any hard belly laughs where I cried. Um, Same. Not not to go back to Jezelnik, but he still had me in tears at one point. Um, I usually, that's like my indicator of was there that moment. And she didn't have that moment for me, but she was constantly just throwing out jokes. I do like how um, kind of unscripted she felt. Uh, She has a really good way of getting to her jokes in a very organically seeming way um, to where I'm just like, wait, oh, this is clearly like, she set this up and she she like manipulated the words to get to where she wanted to talk about. Right. Every time, I was still surprised that she was able to get there. I feel, I I was saying this to Michael, I feel like she's one of, like, the most fun people to have a cup of coffee with because she will steer conversations towards her jokes and you will just be cackling because she's just sharp and she's just rambling off. She's got a million one-liners. I feel like she's the kind of person that has never forgotten a joke that she's written so she can just whip everything out of her little bag of tricks. Like, yeah. On the flip side of what you just said, Aaron, there were some points where she completely just had, there was no rhyme or reason to like what she was saying. And (laughs) one of, I, I also didn't really laugh out loud at anything, but I did like I didn't say laugh out loud. It's no. not the the big ones. That, I noticeably you know, chuckled at one point, and I'm sorry to go out of order, but there was one point she was talking about. I don't even remember what she was talking about. She was, you know, on a topic, and then all of a sudden you see her face turn to someone in the audience, and out of nowhere she goes, "Do you douche?" And I was just like, "There was no reason for that. There was no structure. Like she wasn't calling back to something. She was just asking if she douched." And I thought that was also very like you know, it was almost strategic of her in a way. Cause like it made right. me laugh. It came out of nowhere. On the like list of things you look for in like a great comedy set, I do feel like she hit everything. There's physical yeah. comedy. There is one liners. There is narrative. She is like, she's doing callbacks. The, when she keeps going, is she here? Whenever she name drops somebody, is she here? Like callbacks, yeah. the vibrator joke callback at the very end after the credits roll. Like, Every part of it was a piece of something that makes a great set, which to me is like, damn, she is prolific. Because at this point, she's been doing in '92, she'd been doing comedy for 30 years, right? Like, yeah, like she she's just for almost 40 years, uh, probably 35 to 40 even, because she took her a couple of years to get on. Uh, eight, uh, late night, but AJ, do you want to, do you feel like you... Uh, I can kind of do a rundown of, of her life. Is that what you're looking for? 
Uh, sure, sure. Go for it. <laughs> what were you looking for? I was just making sure you got your uh, piece in of did you like this set, which I... Oh, I yeah, I liked it. I think I was trying to say, like, you know, I, I will say there was parts that had me, like, truly laughing out loud and crying, eh, but, like, truly, like, damn, that was fucking funny. Uh, I love watching these old things, especially for somebody that has all these references, because I'm sitting there with Wikipedia open, like, yeah. who is this person? That's who is that person? Too, like... Yeah. I was crying at just some of the stupid... Like, when you realize what the reference is after you understand who the person is, like, that was killing me. I don't know. I was, I was really enjoying myself watching this. Yeah. I can do the rundown of her history, actually. Please, Okay, please. go for it. So, because I read a lot about her last night and this morning, and I found some pretty funny anecdotes. First of all, she's obviously a great Jewish gal from New York and she was born with like some Jewy last name like Mankiewicz or something. So her name is Joan like, Malinsky and she was born in 1933. So uh, <laughs> it was not Mankiewicz. <laughs> George Bernstein's So she had an agent who bomb. was like you need to change your name because your last name is too long and Big the agent's words. name was like <laughs> you know, some Jewy shit. <laughs> we call to the Torah Joan Big Bonowitz. <laughs> So anyway, her agent told her she needed to change her last name. And the agent's name was like Don Rivers. And she was like, I'm going to take Rivers. And he's like, okay. (laughs) Uh, She went on to be in Second City in Chicago, which we watched something else. And she was talking about like how Chicago is just like the perfect litmus test for your comedy. It's not the East. It's not the West. Some would say it's the Midwest, you know, but... I mean, it looks like she spent most of her time in stand-up doing it in Greenwich, Greenwich yeah. Village. Again, she was coming up with George Carlin, Woody Allen, Richard Pryor. I mean, this, is, this is all in the late 50s, early 60s. Yes. And that is to say, like, watching this last night, any sort of, like, feminist response I might have to certain things that she said that might be, like, feels like it was wrong or whatever now, all of it is completely canceled out by the fact that, like, Joan Rivers, her legacy is that she was like fearless in this um, in this genre of comedy. Like she was one of these women who really went out there, said it all, like made it like female centered, like I'm talking about, and right. just like said what she needed to say. I mean, she's talking last night about all these things. You have to be pretty. You have to be this. You have to be that. Don't you hate farting? Like, she was talking about farting for, like, she's, a good 15 minutes. She's working in fart jokes. She's working yeah. in tampon jokes. Like, she Amazing. Is, like, she is talking about... When she is saying... <laughs> when she is talking about uh, Jackie Onassis' husband, and she is saying... For, for $65 million, I would even talk a little bit. Move. <laughs> like, talking about... like She, she was, like, talking shit about some girl. And that she was, like, a... A bull dyke or something yeah. like she was using that phrase. Basically she was talking about the she musicians. Was she was talking about all of the musicians. Yeah, she was in the making back. the orchestra like <laughs> lesbians. Yeah, <laughs> all men. Yeah, fourteen men. I yeah. didn't really get it, but I was like, I, yeah. I think I'll it's a nineteen ninety two thing of just like saying the word lesbian and that's yes. what that's what we were discussing. In my, she is a big advocates and presence in the gay community but in 92 like i think she was trying to throw the conversation in britain's face i think she's like we're gonna talk about lesbians like i didn't see that when i was watching it but it does make sense now because she's i mean who else is gonna rock the boat than joan rivers yeah well a little bit more background right before this um she mentioned how she was a widow and she was single Mm -hmm. 
So she got married and her husband, she asked for a separation from her husband and four days later he committed suicide. Right. And this and is also then, like five months after their show got canceled. So uh, let's back it up a little bit more. She goes on to Johnny Carson in 1965 for the first time and he says, you're gonna be a star, which is like a huge thing for Johnny Carson to say. They get a really nice relationship. She gets uh, the first woman, uh, she's the first woman to host a late night talk show. Well, can we uh, say she became like a staple hosting his show. She became the only uh, like guest host whenever he would take off. That's like a big thing to become that person that's yeah. like, I'm, I'm Johnny Carson's stand-in, basically. Right. I, I mean, I think he had a few circulating. At one point, she became the permanent. Okay. And then she got offered her own late-night show Fox, on yeah. Fox. And Carson never spoke to her again, apparently. Yeah, they were like best friends he for 20 really years yeah. and then never spoke to her again. Well, not only didn't speak to her ever again, didn't invite her back onto The Tonight Show. Yeah, well, that yeah. Was, that and usually it was like stipulated. Yeah. Well, yeah. Like, like <laughs> I mean, Leno and O'Brien didn't invite her back either. The first time she came back to The Tonight Show was, it was with Fallon. Fallon was 2014, the year yeah. she died. Yeah. Which Crazy. is wild. Yeah. Whoa. Um, so she won... Or she had a comedy album that was Grammy nominated in '83. Her show was in '86 and ended in '87. She was on the she was on the air for like six months before they basically said we want to fire your husband. She said no. Uh, they both get fired and then the husband commits suicide five months later. Whoa. Um, and then after her husband commits suicide, she got like bulimia, and then she became like best friends with her therapist, her psychologist, who died of AIDS like right, right in the so same she's, time frame. She's tr- and so she went on to be very like into donating and doing all this stuff for like AIDS and the yeah, LGBT. But I gotta say, it does not seem very professional to become best friends with your psychiatrist. She becomes a cranky old lady for sure, who's just like kind of being mean and bitter by the end. But yeah. here's a pretty good spot for her. I will say, going back to abroad and hunting to our set. Um, the Queen and Princess Di are there? No, okay. actually, they're not. No. They're impersonators. Yes. Is so, it? Yes, yes. Okay. 100%. They would have made a way bigger deal. Me and that. Aaron thought no, they were it looks, real. I, they they're look not. very good. Aaron. The Queen is like, I, I was pretty <laughs> sure they didn't blindfold the Queen. <laughs> <at all>. I, <laughs> I was telling I was telling AJ this earlier, but the beginning part of the special reminded me so much of just like remote field like production that they used to do on Letterman where they would do like a satellite shot they would add it in they would show like random people sitting in the audience but it wasn't live sure it was wait just can like I say one editing. thing I laughed really hard at in that yeah. so she like starts off in her talk show with some weird guest and then oh uh, Barry Humphreys and is the comedian and he's like dressed up in drag as this character that he like I guess was well oh, known for Dame yeah Dame whatever with the lady who's, yeah. yeah Dame Edna so basically they're like <laughs> yeah. they're like oh tomorrow's the queen's birthday and Joan Rivers is like oh my god I have the same birthday as her oh my god I have we to go Liz. we have to go party with Liz basically so then it's like pulls out she goes to London she's like running around London going to all these stores the first time I laughed was when she goes into like a sex toy store and she's like She's like buying gifts for the queen and she's like, yeah, I need a turbo powered extra large. And then she like comes out and is like, I got it. It's and like it's a big like poster too. Humongous thing. Yeah. Giant. I mean, think in 1992, yeah. those Brits, especially, they love their queen. That's like pretty like, like. Salacious. Salacious, Ooh. yes. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a decent intro. Like I, we, I don't. 
know what the intros were kind of like back then, but this is a pretty good I one. I love a good field piece. Yeah. Before we jump entirely into the set, set yeah. can I read two? This is like the fun fact section on Wikipedia that just had <laughs> two sentences that were incredible. It's Rivers is one of the only four Americans invited to the wedding of Prince Charles's second marriage to uh, Camilla Bowles. First sentence. Second sentence. Rivers was a licensed gun owner in New York City until she was threatened with loss of life license after an altercation with a rental car uh, with a rental car owner or clerk in uh, 2002. What the fuck was happening at that rental car did place? They, uh, did they on that? that was the whole sentence. Okay. Right. <laughs> well, I was going to say, if the gun carrying and the very free speech, fuck your feelings vibes weren't clear, later in life she was definitely a Republican. Really? Yeah. Uh-oh, Republicans. Wait. Hold on, I didn't got a fellow. Yeah. Well, one. Oh, yeah, no. she was a Republican. She said in- some weird stuff. I started watching her Netflix special that's from 20, 2010, 2012. Mm. Um, and the first, her first bit of jokes is about Mexicans, and it's not great. Yeah. Wait, <laughs> yeah. one more question before we get into the actual jokes. Um, do you guys have proof that it wasn't the Queen and Princess died, by the way? Yeah, couldn't I just find. looked it up. They were impersonators. Yeah, oh, really? You sent me that article. Yeah, I couldn't I'm, find I'm not Also, though, the Queen would not have gone to a Joan Rivers. <laughs> well, I, I don't know. They're friends. She was invited to the wedding. The Queen, I was, like, pretty certain, okay, they're not blindfolding the Queen. That's a gag. Great. It's part of the special. Great. She comes on stage. But then they just side cut to yeah. random two people that look exactly like Charles and Diana yeah. with no context. Yeah. It's like they're not sitting in the same row the fake queen whatever it's just like uh, why would they plant two people that look exactly like Diana and Charles for no context there was no reference and those are some good fucking lookalikes yeah um, I don't believe so. I can't I celebrity there. impersonators of the royal family in attendance including Kathy Burden Christina uh, Hans uh, as Princess Diana I don't know okay, what are, who's the source this Ask is, Jeeves. <laughs> this is like I would. times. <laughs> I want to. I can't get over this Republican thing. So let me read this one quick thing about what her daughter Melissa said about if she had been alive. Can someone check on this? If she was alive for Trump. No, she was dead. She okay. died in 2014. So it says her. He was alive. Melissa, her daughter, said she knew them both. Speaking of Trump and Hillary Clinton. Um, Our families had a very long outside of the spotlight relationship with the whole Trump family. I think in the beginning she would have been like, yes, great, 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 super. And then she would have been like, oh shit, as he came closer to the presidency. So I think probably as with many people we know, she was financially very much to the right. And then as she saw a lot of that play out, she would have been like, also, like modern mo- modern Republicans are different than like being Republican in 1992 yeah. or in the 60s. Which yeah, she, you know, she was good friends with Nancy Reagan. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, you guys, how did you know Joan Rivers? Because personally, I for probably like middle school to college, I watched a lot of like E. Oh yeah, she was the host. She was on like the Fashion Police, where the day after the red carpet, she would just sit there. They'd pull up pictures of celebrities last night in their outfits, and she was the (laughs) she was fucking savage. Okay, like like at times really fucked up and mean, like. We watched something with her, and she was saying like Adele, calling Adele oh, yeah. fat, and all. Yeah, I mean that's why I was stuff. curious but about watching. She was this. very funny, very like sexualized, and 
Yeah, I she, always thought, wow, this she was. She's been in the great. persona. Like, I've always heard of Joan Rivers, and I've always... I maybe, like, I used to love watching the late-night shows, but I would always watch Conan, and she, I guess she wasn't on Conan because of the NBC stuff, so I didn't really know her from there, but... We all knew of Joan Rivers. Yeah. I don't think any of us has ever watched a set of hers. No. And I'm not comparing her by any means, but I wondered, like, how is it possible to create a whole career by being similar to, like, a Perez Hilton? Just, like, being, like, a queen of mean. I know that she started being... Oh, like, Perez Hilton isn't and, funny. It doesn't well, no, and I don't... And I'm not trying to compare them, but I was are just, you, like... Are you missing Paris? No, yeah, I knew you would have known that one was there. He's like a, he's like a mean so blogger. Sweet. Like, that's how he made his but, career. But she also started in 60... Yeah. Like, she wasn't always like this. She was kind of, like, a little raunchy and risque as a woman in 1965. She gets dirty and dirtier as she gets older. So, like... You guys been watching Miss Maze a little? I, I yeah. couldn't help but think about this... This small Jewish woman yeah. in Greenwich Village in the early 60s yes. hanging out with like Lenny Bruce and George Carlin and just being vulgar and being like that's who they say Maisel is after yeah she's like in that yeah. one of the few people that's based off of but right like I'm, yeah. I'm picturing Joan Rivers now like you know talking about her mom's brisket and then going up on stage later that night and just like making she fart jokes you know like yeah. <laughs> uh, let's get into the set Okay. Um, oh, we haven't been in it already. I thought it set a good tone when they I mean, the announcer talking more back backstory. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I thought it set a good tone when the announcer asked everybody to uh, not take photos and to not smoke, and then she over the mic was like, "Ah, you paid for tickets. Smoke if you want to smoke. Yeah. Take pictures if you want to take pictures." Like, I thought that was like, "All right, this is a tone setter." Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, she uses that line too of like. Um, the best comedian in her price yeah, range. She, she uses that for other sets too. So that's like that's her like coming online where she yeah. where she walks into that. Golding a large black furry coat, which she just wouldn't drop off for like a little too long. Yeah, she's just hanging which, on to that thing. She later says she found that in the back. She's such a glamour queen. <laughs> like just her outfit. We'll get the outfit change at the end. Was oh, awesome. that was impressive. I think she just got hot. Like, I'm not sure if that was completely planned. Maybe it was. She started talking about her boobs and she took it off. But yeah. I think she was just, she just is walking around the whole time. So the first part where I started laughing, obviously they start talking about, like, the lesbians in the orchestra who are actually all men, but whatever. Right. She starts talking about somebody who's really butch. And this is where I'm like, wow, this is just, like, a woman making, like, women-centered jokes. But it's funny to everybody where she says... She was tough. She used a brick for a tampon. <laughs> she douched in Gatorade. She had her vibrator on a kickstand. I mean, she's those talking, are all, like, girl things, well, but she, it's so funny. Yeah, she's talking about Zsa Gabor going to jail, which apparently she went to jail for, like, slapping a police officer. She spent three nights in jail and was said in an interview, I'm worried about going to jail because of all the lesbians. And then she says, there's no lesbians in jail. They're all in pro tennis. Yeah. And, then, <laughs> and then starts going off about all these pro tennis players. Uh, she brought a person on stage and proceeded to, like, fondle her. Yeah. yeah. That uh, would the woman's so name, not fly. 
The woman's name was Karen, so yeah, I, felt, I felt like it was fine. She was doing it as part of her, like, lesbian bit. Like, oh, you know yes. what? You know what lesbians are, right? Like, women not like women, and then she's, like, touching on her butt. And Yeah, that is funny. She, yeah. she put this Karen woman through the fucking ringer. Yeah. Like, the entire set, she kept coming back, show I'm me the saying, ring. You're not married. Was, like, she shits on her ring. It was funny, but to what Alexa said, like, 100% would not fly right now. Karen does some good physical comedy in that bit, though. Karen, like, jumps out of the way. It's, I thought that was pretty I thought it good was on great. Karen's part. Then she asks her where she lives, says, I live in Essex. Asks the audience, do we like Essex? Yeah. All The whole audience <laughs> boos, and she goes, why would you live there? <laughs> She's like, is it Jewish? shitty? She's like, did Jews live in Essex or something? What did she say about that? She does like talking about being Jewish. She yeah. does that. Yeah. That's a pretty consistent throughout this set in her Which life. I kind of thought was funny. Yeah. I'm, and then I'm okay with it. I'm okay with like some Jack humor. She's going on about second wives should Get always be about wings. should be about the money. If you're if you're marrying a second marriage for love, you're an idiot. And then well, right she's, before she she's says like that, the, she says the ring stuff, right? Well, she shits on this woman's ring, and then she finds out. She goes. You're a second wife? You must be terrible in bed. <laughs> oh, yeah, lays into her. Yeah. I do like, though, she goes through the different religions and how you can tell who's, like, what religion someone is based on the size of their ring yeah, or the quality that. of their ring. Love I thought that was pretty good. I don't know how true that is, but, uh, yeah, it's funny. She asked the woman, uh, she asked the woman, how long <laughs> have you been married? Damn straight. <laughs> uh, yeah. She asked the woman, how long have you been married? <laughs> the woman says, too long. And she goes, well, what's too long? Three, four months? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the whole, I mean, she really would not give up on the orchestra lesbian thing. We also, she was like, the first time you marry for love, but you learn. The second time you marry for money. (laughs) Any woman that sleeps around without jewelry, you're a fool. Without jewelry, you're a slut and a tramp. You get a ring, you get a pin, you get something. (laughs) I will say that her voice, there's something about her body and her voice and kind of like, I disassociation between the two that I find strange like sometimes like her her voice doesn't like match her body or like oh, she's no, a Jew yeah. she's like a, you know but she's got this like super blonde hair which uh, I guess is dyed I don't know right but like she just she just, like kind of looks Jewish she kind of looks fake because of all the plastic surgery she also just like looks she's like tiny but super like yeah. I, I don't know there's she's something about herself that yeah. is strange and fascinating to look at yeah. yeah and it's 92 but she looks cut out of a different era like yes. she looks like she's you know from the 20s 40s yeah. whatever and that's why it was hard to look away. Like, you were yeah. always just looking at her assessing, you know, exactly what you just said about, like, yeah. how do you exist? And back to going what you said, Michael, where, like, sometimes she either does, like, a non-sequitur or just, like, kind of, she talks so fast that sometimes she forgets what she is saying. Yeah, I like, wrote that in my notes. Is I said, in all caps, she talks so incredibly fast. <laughs> wow. Which I think is also, like, part of her genius. Oh, I thought you were going to say part of her Jewish. <laughs> well, yeah, well, yeah I mean, part, of that, part of that too, but also I thought it was like just part of her charm was the fact that she's talking so fast, but like she knows, like she has an idea of what she's saying and it's funny and it lands. Yeah. But you yeah. can miss a word if you're not paying attention. Yeah. The, this is like the first thesis of the, of the set. She's, she has a line. She says, every woman needs to think like a second wife, grab and take, grab and take. Uh, she says, and and then I'm gonna get buried in it. If the next bitch wants it, she can dig me up, which yeah, I love. <laughs> I love that too. That was amazing. Did you guys feel like the audience was laughing a lot at her jokes? Because I, 
at a certain point in the beginning was like, I wonder if the audience thinks this is funny. Cause like I saw them laughing, they had audience shots, but it wasn't like raucous laughter. I think it, it came and went. I think at this point they're like shocked and uncomfortable. That's what I thought too, is that people were like, holy shit. Like she's talking about douches and like, yeah, well she, at this point she's saying like, you know, I don't like to cook. I don't like to clean. I exercise so that I can get men. And she's, this is one the first joke that I was like, okay, that was fucking funny to me is she makes the, orchestra do 13 jumping jacks with yeah. her she's talking about exercise she says we're gonna do 13 jumping jacks and jumping jacks in honor of Cher's new boyfriend it's oh, his yeah. it's his age <laughs> she goes and then the first time she says the joke is she here which is a which is yeah. a callback she goes is she here and she goes look for a woman well she always says is she here and then she says what to look for yeah. she goes look for a woman who's nursing her date <laughs> yeah, she, she said something about fetus oh yeah she went on a, a double date with her and Cher and uh, it was awkward because Cher brought a fetus. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, Should I tell us how you really feel about she Cher? She cruises for guys at Toys R Us. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that joke got a big laugh. And then we get into fart jokes. She she did a lot of shitting on other women. Yeah. Yes. Not gonna lie. Uh, Alexis did like a 30 minute deep dive into Catherine Hepburn this morning. And her shakes. Oh man, that was the one joke that, that I laughed the hardest. I mean, well. But yes, it was, it was good. Sad, but like it was funny. I didn't she, know that Catherine Hepburn had these like tremors late in her life. Neither did Joan Rivers apparently. No, Joan Rivers did know that. That's yeah, what she was making fun of her. For. I know. The yeah, point was that, yeah. that that she didn't clarify it. And so, so I didn't know that right. Catherine Hepburn had the shakes either, <laughs> and I wasn't laughing at the shakes. What I laughed at was her her bit about like here's how Catherine Hepburn walks during an earthquake. And yeah, that was hilarious. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. that is very funny. Right. Yeah. So, yes, I enjoyed that. And also had to Google Catherine Hepburn shakes. <laughs> yeah. Does anybody have a favorite fart joke that she made? She went so on about many. eight she fart jokes. She was just so endearing when she says, you know, the no- I can't even, like, do her voice because... Yeah, you do it. I love her voice. <laughs> try I it. her voice <laughs> is Don't Just try it. She's like... The noisy surprise fart in the middle of a conversation. You're like, who did that? Me! Ah! <laughs> I like she says, uh, I was in Tijuana last month. I farted so bad I got windburn in my ass. <laughs> okay, I like when she said, except when you're wearing pantyhose because you fart and the ankles will blow up. Yeah, yeah that was probably the, my favorite. That was, that was a fart joke. joke, yeah. Like, she's making consistent pantyhose And then jokes. she's like, what pantyhose? Look at that. And she's like, oh, it just happened. <laughs> Like, the fact that she was joking about how pantyhose is always, like, down, like, low. I don't know if you guys understand that, but, like, that was fucking so true. She's like, my friend had her baby in her pantyhose and had no idea. The baby was like... (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's just hilarious. Uh, So from there, we get to um, her talking about picking up dog shit. Yeah. Is that the next uh, part? She talks about epilady or does she... Oh, talk- right. The pew. She's talking about trimming her pubes. I mean, she's just going off about all these things that, Man, like, look up epilady. are she's, shitty for women. She's a 60-year-old woman in this bit, or, like, 59 years old, talking yeah. about, like, shaving her pubes up into a smiley face. I was just like, this is, if this isn't women's empowerment, what is? Yeah, and she's, like, <laughs> fucking with her dog. She's like, yeah, I do a little smiley face, and then I'm just like, here! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, 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 hey. her pelvis around. <laughs> And then I actually thought it was very funny when she's talking about her daughter and how oh, she's she like had to be like, 20s. Mr. Chucky died this morning and she's being really sympathetic. But then she does this thing where she like turns to the side and like out of the side of her mouth, she's like, I drowned the motherfucker. Yeah. Nobody shits on my white rug. Yeah. And then she goes, 
<laughs> Do you know that hamsters can tread water for two and a half hours? <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, Wait, that's funnier to me now. Why? And then they're like grabbing onto the corners of the toilet, like, yeah. please let me yeah. out. She's uh, then she's then she gets into the that, four piece. That got me really hard. Yeah. The, the claws on the side of the toilet. It was a, she she did a very good imagery with that yeah. one. I yeah. really saw that in my head. That was good. She said she says I would never hurt an animal. That's why I can't go to the Philippines. You know they eat dog there. And then, <laughs> then she gets her second issue here where she says, uh, <laughs> she says so something about uh, the Philippines and then she says, I'm neighbors with uh, Amilda Marco, who I didn't know who that was at no, the time. No idea who is it. She, is the, she is the wife of the former president of the Philippines who they like are shunned from the country. They stole like a billion, like six billion dollars from the public and fled to California. And she's just talking about. <laughs> she's just talking about how this woman's her neighbor and is a terrible singer. Well, the, she makes a joke within that piece that, I mean, you could argue... Is offensive? Is, is very offensive. But I thought it Sorry, it, it was funny. No, I was just about to say I thought it was pretty funny. It was, well, it was funny. Joke, she, said, she said, you're talking about Filipinos eating dogs, it's part of their culture, and she would say, you know, when my neighbors, whenever they come over, I just, I see my dog covered in shake and bake all of a sudden. <laughs> oh, and then yeah. I, say, and I say, and she's always like, I don't need dogs, and I'm like, I see that leash, leash hanging out your lip. Yeah. <laughs> that was hilarious. This is the second is she here? She says, Is she here? Look yeah. for a woman who with big hair whose husband is still in it. <laughs> Start talking about Yoko Ono did damn good as a second wife. Yes, she says uh, She also does weird uh I like her fake orgasms because they're ooh, ooh, ooh. funny. Oh, yeah. They're funny and not sexual. So like yeah. you can just like fully there's, this is, it's like a pure joke. This is the first physical comedy where I was like, oh, fuck, that is so good. When she is ta- she's talking about Yoko Ono, she's talking about Yoko who had a fake an orgasm. Uh, <laughs> and she says, every woman needs to know how to fake an orgasm. It's common courtesy. Guys are doing all the work. So she's just doing this ooh, ooh, ooh. But she starts, like, licking her mouth. She's ch- looking at her nails. She's so Shining un- her shoes. She's super uninterested. I think at one point she bit her toenail off. Yeah. She's just, like, doing, like, ooh, 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 yeah, ooh, ooh, yeah. Like, ooh. The orgasm, it was funny, though. Yeah, I like, thought it was yeah. hilarious. Yeah, it was a good fake orgasm. I and at like the same time, comedians she... have done fake orgasms, and it's, like, it's a hard line to blur, and even Alexis was just like, what is she doing with the oohs? But, like, because it's just so... It's something that the like the SNL impersonators say of like it doesn't have to be like a spot on impersonation for it to be funny, right? You take one aspect of this idea and you like focus in on that, and that's why it becomes funny. And I think she does a really good job of that with the fake orgasm. I agree, couldn't agree more. And what was funny about that as well is that as she's like checking her nails and doing all this stuff, she's like right there. Doing great. Yeah. <laughs> You're the best. Don't stop. Yeah. It was so fucking funny. And then does she parlay into like the whole single girls bit after that? So then she goes into being stupid and how men don't like smart women. No man will ever put his hand up your dress looking for a library card. The dumber the better. I love she that. She did one. a funny little bit where she goes, that's why southern women are the best because they're also good at playing stupid. Yes. And what did she say about the eggs? Like, she's like, you know, these southern girls did a great impression. She's like, they pretend like they can't cook or something. They can't so they're even like, make soup. <laughs> yeah. She's, they're like, 
the soup, the recipe for soup said take a leak and put it in there. So here you go. And it was like, you know, urine or whatever. A she did another is, one yeah. with an egg that was yeah, funny. I don't, I don't have it written down. I have written down that she, this is another time she shits on the audience that I love where she asks a woman who she's already found out that this woman has not, not been married yet. She says, you're not married? How old are you? But then later she comes <laughs> yeah, back to her and she says, uh... She says, Mendel likes Marmelon. She said, Do you go did you go to college? And the woman says, Yes. She goes, That's why you're not married. Stupid over here has three kids. And she points at the other woman, like, I'm dying. Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> um, do we talk so she, she um she talks about the pill and the coil and all these things, but I thought the, that best joke in that thing was she goes, uh uh, I take the. I used to take the pill every time I stand up. You drop out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the coil thing was pretty fucking hilarious. Wait, so this. You... Oh, oh, wait. So the, the doors, coil the garage doors. Is a yes. birth control device that like they don't make anymore because Kay. it's like horrible. Okay. And I mean, there's just been so many iterations throughout history of like garbage, cancerous birth control forms. Right. Um, the coil was one of them. So she starts talking about how she she tried the pill. Every time she got up, it would drop out. I tried the coil, and I would get radio. Every time I crossed my legs, the garage doors would open. Okay, that's fine. Love that joke. Because it was like, like a metal coil. I just cruise down, like, of course, venture out of the mall and then open up all the garage doors. I, I thought and that was hilarious. And then a girl would come out and be like, rape me? Like, <laughs> getting raped, yeah. <laughs> Wait, like... <laughs> she talks about how her body is dropping, which... Like, okay, I understand getting old, but I didn't know it was just such an extreme. Uh, well, she's about to come up with my my favorite joke of the whole All right, go, of the whole go bit. ahead. Do she's it. talking about her boobs, and her boobs are, everything's dropping. Her boobs are dropping, and she's like, now when I go to paint my, my toenails, I'm like, wait, I got 12 toes? <laughs> <laughs> and the biggest one is taking up all the polish. This is, <laughs> this is where she really starts rambling off one-liners. I have, I like transcribe the entire thing because Everything was making me laugh. She's You're the talk- hardest working person on the pod. Thank wow. you. I'm here for it. I'm, uh, she's like, <laughs> she's like talking about how she knew nothing about sex growing up. Uh, nobody told her anything. She said, uh, she said, I asked my mother where I'm from. She gave me an address from Cleveland. <laughs> she told me men were on top, so I bought bunk beds. Uh, <laughs> On the wedding night, night my, my husband had to give me a demonstration. I could never look a donut and a Twinkie in the face again. <laughs> I liked when she said, I went in the bathroom, got naked, and came out. And he was like, do you want me to help you with the buttons? I'm naked. <laughs> I'm naked. <laughs> I think that was a joke about so her good. having no boobs. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Which was uh, great. Yeah. She's talking about dating. She says, dating at this age, ugh, they show up in a hearst. Then we have to play the whole game. They call, oh, let me check my schedule. It's so white, I'm getting snow blindness. <laughs> um, what else did she say? That was just killing me. Like, ah, she's got so many stupid jokes in here. I thought it was also funny. Okay. She's talking about Jackie Onassis. She goes into that part, but at the end, go ahead. This is the third and my favorite. Yes. Is she here? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. there's another. Is there Jackie Onassis? Is she here? Look for the woman with independent eyes looking at every guy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's 
that's funny. I just... Yeah, that was some physical comedy as well. Uh, you guys, I don't know if we skipped over this part. I actually did not take amazing notes, but I thought it was very funny when she's like, I can tell the difference between a married woman and a single woman yes. based on the tongue. Yeah. And she's like, married women talk like this. How was your day today? My day was great. Thank you. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> this and that and then all of a sudden she pivots to someone in the audience and goes do you douche <laughs> and it was just so like it I was love, my favorite part i love the part. douche she, the, the audience member says no and she takes her stool on the other side of the, the <laughs> yeah, yeah. that was actually crazy though because douching is like bad for women you know like this special i'm just like wow the coil the douche these are like scientifically right. proven like vagina killers i like she says do you douche the woman says no moves across the stage and then looks at her and goes what do you do stand upside down in the shower like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> There was another line that when she's talking about her, uh, when she's talking about her body and she takes off her dress, like the top of her dress to like reveal a more like bra-esque type of dress. Madonna like, situation. Like yeah, she says, sequence. look at this dress. I look at Madonna. It looks like Madonna meets menopause. <laughs> that was a good one. That was good. I love that. Killing so me. I liked when she says, she starts talking about going to the gynecologist. Oh, we're going to skip over a part though. Okay, go ahead. Oh, no, go to it. Uh, I was just, uh, I was just really into when she is talking about, um, oh, you're right. You're right at that. Going to the gynecologist. I'm, I'm, I'm wrong. Go ahead. Please oh, okay. Me. So she's like, no, I'm wrong. Michael, you give you go a ahead. man. I'm wrong too. <laughs> okay. Alexis, Alexis you guys, suddenly I'm feeling wrong. <laughs> okay. Oh. She says, you give a man a helmet and a gun. That is not brave. You give a man a bazooka. That is not brave. Bravery is to make a gynecologist appointment and to show up. And then she talks about like how ridiculous it is, how her gynecologist makes jokes while he's there. Dr. Schwartz at your cervix. (laughs) (laughs) There was like another one. I I didn't write them all down, but there were a few little one-liners that she spewed off there that were good. Oh, sure, yeah. And then she goes into Elizabeth Taylor being fat jokes. Well, yes. she makes a good point about the gynecologist, though. She's like, I'm in the stirrups, I'm facing towards the door uh, with the sheet in, and the door is open, and everyone can see my, like, kibbles and bits. You She's know? like, there's oh always God. that one guy from bits. high school. Sitting in like, the waiting room. Is that you? <laughs> Speaking of uh, calling her fat, she, and this is a quick aside, but she interviewed Oprah Winfrey on The Tonight Show once and gotten some, gotten some hot water for calling her heavy, mm. like, on uh, TV. Damn. Yeah, uh, and then she's like, guys have it easy. They go to a proctologist and they're facing the wrong way. They get to a daydream. Like, no, I'm not going to tell you the secrets of Russian spies. Nazis. (laughs) And then she went into, like, how she's going to kill her gynecologist with her, oh, put her mouth down there or something. Start speaking from out there. uh, uh, Squeeze real tight and it's going to suffocate him. But uh, she's like, like, oh, oh, I'm going to learn how to, like, basically do a ventriloquist and really freak him out. Yeah. (laughs) Throw your voice. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, throw your voice down there. (laughs) Um, But it was the Elizabeth Taylor stuff. I think that as she 
got older in life, she got meaner, to be yeah. honest. Like, the Joan Rivers that I know, who was, like, really fucking old, was really mean. I, this yeah. At this point, she's, like, more self-deprecating and then kind of is, like, mean, like, yeah, girl, well, her, Taylor fat jokes. But then at the same time, she's like, if she had stayed fat for one more year, I would have had a new house, but she had to lose all this weight. So, I mean, I it's, it's, it's an interesting trajectory because her early stuff is, like, all self-deprecating. Then she becomes famous, so it's, like, become, like, self-deprecating mixed with, like, celebrity culture. And then once she kind of gets too old, like, it seems like, sorry, old people, if you're listening, like... I think that things just slow down and all she can really do is kind of be mean and bitterish and like about that celebrity culture. And so like she fully like her late sets are all celebrity culture. Whereas this is a pretty, I would say mostly her mixed in with famous people like sprinkled in. Yeah, but you're talking about a specific time too where it was peak shit on celebrity culture. E! Entertainment is built around, have you seen what this person is wearing? I can't believe these two people were getting coffee together. Like TMZ is built. View balls, or like, balls. All of those. She's ne- getting those view balls. <laughs> it's a little better than a pokeball. Late '90s, early 2000s, like this prime. Like it's how Britney Spears is like. You know, lo- lost her fucking mind and shaved her head, and I'm sure Joan Rivers was like, "That's a bad look." <laughs> Although I did watch a funny yet. interview that she had. Weird worlds colliding, but it was Joan Rivers interviewing Big Sean, the rapper. Sick. And she's just like, why is her... She, oh, I is cannot this get into bed with me? Her um, show? Where people get into her bed and she interviews them? No, but I kind of remember that. that. Sorry, keep It going. was just like a clip I saw online and she was just like, why is your name Big Sean, though? And he's like, well, Joan, I have a big dick. And she was like loving it. Like all of a sudden she was like about to get into bed with this guy. It was the funniest thing. That. And she's like 85. I like that though. Yeah. I, we skipped over a part. She's talking about she gets into like stewards, uh, stewardess versus nurses and like, you oh, yeah. know, they, they get all the money. Guys love stewardess. And she says, uh, if you sit by the window, you see the earth. If you sit by the aisle, you see the moon. But then she gets somehow into talking about going to the bathroom and having to put the, t- she talks about her three things she always does, but one of them, she's talking about how she puts uh, toilet paper over the toilet or even where she squats sometimes when you have to, but then she gets into the physical comedy of squatting yep. and she, her legs are completely side. Like you see all of it. She holds it for so long. Yeah. I, that was the one I part. Thought she I was like, like going to like, hurt herself I was crying laughing at her in that position like that was so funny she says then you get so far into the squat that you accidentally kick the person in the other stall that was hilarious I was dying I'm like real (laughs) sorry to get back to this in bed with Joan show that she had (laughs) started in March of 2013 and ended in August 2014 but she had some awesome people on the show Sarah Silverman Nick Kroll Anthony Jeselnik, RuPaul, Megan McCain. Is this a podcast? It's a. It's on YouTube. Oh, she sits. She's lying in a bed, and the people, her guests, are in the closet, and she introduces them. They come out, get into bed with her, and they just have a discussion. <laughs> and a lot of people did this, like Jeff Ross. Bob I mean, Stagg. she is. Wow. She is a good celebrity. You know, yeah. like she is smart. She does. She like it stays relevant throughout the years. She was able to stay relevant even when. Uh, I was reading some articles and people thought she'd be done after her, her show got canceled in 87. Then 
she ended up getting the daytime show, which won a daytime Emmy. Like, she kept reinventing herself. She was constantly okay with yeah. changing with the times. Like, you said, AJ, of, like, E! got very, like, mean and harsh on celebrities. And she's like, oh, this is how I can get those view balls. So she kept doing it, you know? But she was a true stand-up. And Alexis, I think yeah. you said you watched the documentary. I vaguely remember the documentary, her showing that she has a index card with every single joke that yeah, she's ever told that. on it. Oh, and she has, like... A filing system like I remember she's showing the camera like here's a joke from 78 that I have like she is a true by definition stand-up comedian who hustled who take her took her craft really seriously yeah I can't imagine like and there were a ton of index cards she, she had, like, loves a jokes I know we're not yeah. finished with the set can I tell you a, a great joke that I saw yeah, yeah, her yeah. do on uh, Letterman please yes um, so she is talking about she um, she's talking about death and how you know she she wants to get cremated, but Jews aren't supposed to get cremated. And she's just like, I want to die like my grandfather died, peacefully in my sleep. Not like the other people in the car with him. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, that is a great joke. Um, and yeah, just that's like, I feel like her one-liners going, it's so interesting because we talked about taking those turns of phrases last week with Jeselnik. And I think that not to compare and contrast and I don't necessarily but I, I do think we're building something here with this conversation about comedy and I think like that like I want to die like my grandfather died peacefully in his sleep that is nice we like we understand turn that phrase. and then the turn of phrase is not like the other people in the car with them I just find funnier than the Jeselnik stuff for some reason even yeah. though it's dark it's like and similar, cynical yeah. it's like similar in that vein like I think Jeselnik wants to get to this but because she says it with such like vigor like I do think that your performance as a stand-up is that physicality that how you say things like she is such a showman that Jezelnik isn't that the jokes Jezelnik has has and has written are you know you could almost do a who wrote this and you couldn't be able to tell but because he doesn't have that his persona is like I don't care. I'm monotone. I don't give a shit about you. And she is just so sure. full of charisma. Like, it's there's an interactive the kind of yeah. Like, I have so many from this bit that we haven't even hit because there's Go, just too many. It. Like, I, one that I love, she's talking, you, you said the first half of this joke, which is she came out of the bathroom on her wedding night and uh, her husband was like, do you want to help me with this button? She said, I'm naked. She's talking more about how she's uncomfortable with her body. She says, my husband asks, can we have sex with the lights on? I'm like, no, shut the car door. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's very funny. Yeah, like, yeah, again, a perfect example a of what we of talked this. about yeah. last week. And there's just something a little bit more lighthearted to it, even though it's self-deprecating, it's dark. Like, there is something where... I know last week I said, like, I don't believe that Jezelnik believes any of these things. And... Yeah, a lot of these things Joan is joking about and they're not true or like, you know, they're different iterations, but there is still something about the presentation that matters. Sure. The last kind of piece of huge physical comedy that I was really laughing at was her. She's giving everybody the flowers on the stage. Yes. And then she asked the one she's like, I picked on you a lot. You want a tree? <laughs> and she drags that tree across the stage and she keeps... It's like she told the orchestra, don't move, yes. like, do not help me, but I'm going to talk to you. And she keeps looking, she's like, somebody give me a hand. And then she starts pulling it, nobody moves. She's like, come on, fellas. And she's... <laughs> yeah, she's, <laughs> she's got this, she's potted plants, uh, plotted, a potted tree on the stage that she's dragging, asking the orchestra for help. Keeps dragging, keeps dragging, asking for help. And she and says... Then, uh, 
fucking liberation. We did this to ourselves. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I thought that was a great line. Yeah, that was awesome. great line. Love her. Um, and I would say that's kind of how how it ended. And yeah, even like on her outro though, she says, "I'm gonna leave you now." No, please, please. It stops the audience from clapping, and then nobody claps because she stopped them. So then she taps her mic. She goes, "Is this thing on?" Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, "How funny would that be if you guys were all like, yay, leave?'" <laughs> and then in her outro, like I guess right before she started going into an outro and it was actually kind of sentimental where she was like if I can make one person laugh mm-hmm. that makes me laugh or smile with ants marching playing in the background and then the, she's yeah. like hold on we need some dramatic music so she goes to the orchestra tells them to start playing some dramatic music but then like they start playing she starts doing her outro again the same monologue right but in the middle of each sentence, she's like, louder, Larry. Yeah. And if I can make one person, da, 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 come on in. Yeah. I, that was like very funny. They start playing. She tells the band to play something. They start playing Ants Marching. She goes, oh, that's nice. Did you write that? Yeah. <laughs> like, that's what I thought. That's where I'm like, she'd be so fun to hang with is everything that happens around her. She's got a joke. When she's asked that yeah. woman her bra size and works her way all the way. She's like, 40D? Oh, my God. What about the other one? well the funny thing about that too was that that woman was like she just didn't really have the opportunity to be like I'm like a 32B or whatever like because she was laughing so hard so Joan just had the opportunity to be like 32, 34, 36 40, B, C, D like it just kept going on it's so funny and I will say like it's her personality like through this whole thing I'm just like I want to hang out with this chick. 100%. She's freaking hilarious and I and also we watched a lot of her appearances on various talk shows. Yeah. She's very natural on a couch like in that setting where it's like very comfortable like friends talking like you just want her at your party. Because she just can, like, work a room, a conversation. There's so much banter. Like, I really feel like there's a type of comic that is built around language in a way where you can really... It's all banter. Like, if you go watch those old Lenny Brew stuff or the George Carlin, like, these guys can chit-chat. And they're so smart. I really feel like you could put her in a room with an idiot or put her in a room with a rocket scientist. Mm -hmm. And she can find the right banter for anybody because she just is witty as shit. She definitely made late night hosts nervous when she was on because she could truly say anything. Mm -hmm. But I think that was also, like, why she was so great. Totally. So... I'm glad we watched this special. And one other thing I want to say is, I'm trying to figure this out, but at the time of this show, how old was she? I think 60. Okay. Like, that is amazing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's crazy. Mm -hmm. Especially, like, in the 90s and... You know, I think, like, right now we're a little more progressive with, like, aging and things like that. But, like, this woman had a full career. Like, was joking until she died. And that's just really great, especially for women when in so much of Hollywood it's like, oh, once you shrivel up, you're worthless and go away. And now a word from our sponsors. Hello. Hello. This is this is Jimmy D from Jimmy D's Loose Doogies. We got some loose doogies for you. Come on down to my shop. I promise. Uh, we got the best loose doogies. You thought you never wanted a doogie again, right? After you had those uh, hard doogies back when you were a kid. Well, guess what? 
now it's a new era. The future is now. I've got loose doogies for you. I got chocolate doogies. I got milk chocolate doogies. Soft chocolate doogies. White chocolate doogies. You like doogies? I got them. Hot, soft, chewy, creamy doogies. You want them to melt in your mouth doogies? I got the melt in your mouth doogies. Look, I got doogies for you. I promise. You want caramel filled doogies? I got it. You want cream filled doogies? I got it. I got doogies. You want doogies. You ever sat on a doogie for a while and said, hey, why don't I eat that doogie? Well, guess what? You will not be able to not eat my doogies. That is a promise I make to you. So come on down to Jimmy D's Loose Doogies and you have the best doogies of your life, goddammit.